welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Understanding will be illuminated. Deliver someone from false religion. Deliver someone from being fake. Deliver someone from short-sightedness. Deliver us from spiritual blindness. And bring your people to the place of deep understanding of who a Christian is. After this morning, in Jesus' name, Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. This morning, I preach a very interesting message. I told you in February, it has been very funny. As at seven, it was a message on the Holy Spirit. By 7.30, as I was listening, and around, around 7.40, 
8, when I was listening to the first service and they were playing Dr. Otabel's message, then the Holy Spirit changed the message. Amen. So I'm going to preach and teach um, within some minutes. And I pray that your understanding about Christianity will change. I'm preaching on the subject, the master and his slaves. The master and his slaves. What this message will do for you is that you will, you, you will, you, you will know whether a sermon on grace is wrong or not. There are many sermons on grace and some of them is wrong and some is correct. But you need to judge scripture by scripture. So it's not every message that is preached from the pulpit that is authentic from God. And many people in church called Christians don't have any idea of what Christianity is. That is why we are having all kinds of Christians filling the church and filling the world. Many of us have not been taught what it means to be a Christian. So you view everything in a different worldview. You come to church and you think that coming to church makes you a Christian. You come to church, you see a lady, and you think that because she's in church, she's a Christian, so you can marry. You come to church, we do all we do, because if I am playing the keyboard, or playing the guitar, or playing the drums in church. Oh, I met a guy, he plays drums in that church. The fact that he's playing drums here doesn't mean that he's a Christian. Because he is very skillful. He can play to reggae. He can play to raga. He can play to hip-hop, hip-life at any venue. Except he, are, he has the spirit of Christ and the understanding of the gospel. So I'm going to do a lot of teaching. And I pray that you write. You, you, you will catch something. I won't finish. I have over... 10 sheets. I'll, I'm sure I'll do one and a half pages. And maybe next week, maybe I'll continue. But I'm sure where I stop it will help you. Because a lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of us, and I mean it, 70 to 80% of charismatic Christians don't understand the message of the gospel. Okwa, sorry, I interest her. Are you here? The fact that you may be singing in the choir, you may be an usher, but it will shock you that there are many people in church who are not Christians. And that is why I'm preaching there. It's a very hard message. If you don't get the understanding, you will hustle for everything in your life. But when you get the understanding, then you, will, you can easily trust God. 
for the needs of your life. You are not being smart, hiding and doing things and portraying yourself as a Christian. You are not being smart against anybody for your information. You are injuring yourself. And for all you know, people know you, but they pretend they don't know you. Are you here? The worst thing that should happen to someone is to portray himself or herself as a Christian and not be a Christian. There is too much confusion. And that is why I love the message of the general of Asia. He said, ICGC is a Jesus church. It's a Jesus church. And I want to ask you, how have you considered the man Jesus in your life? General Vasia made a comment. He said, many of us know him as our savior, but we never know him as our Lord. And that is the center of this morning's sermon I'm going to preach to you. The Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a heavy, it's a life-changing message. I pray that you will never forget this. And you will pick it up. It affects you and you affect others with it. And when you get the understanding, you will leave the realm of religiosity and you will live the life of Christ. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Wherefore, I give you to understand. To understand, not just to read. And not just to have it in your head. But to understand. The realm of understanding you have will determine your realm of existence as a Christian. So, I give you to understand. And that is what God wants us to know. To understand his word. To understand who we have become. And to understand what he has called us to. Many of us don't understand. We don't understand why we are called Christians. We don't understand why we give money to church. We don't understand why we must live holy. We don't understand why we should be part of a church. We don't understand that premarital sex is a sin. We, we don't understand that hating your neighbor is a sin. We don't understand that you, 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 you cannot pretend in church. Ah, the place is quiet. This is how the atmosphere will be till I finish, I know. There are a lot of damages going on at the backyard and behind the scene so that, so much so that you have been anointed, anointed, prayed for, fasted for and it looks like the promises of God is far because you are outsmarting God. You have you've created your own kind of Christianity. 
You are in your own kingdom. So the, the, the word of God has been made of non-effect in your life. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord. No man can say that, that Jesus is the Lord. That means in the realms of the Spirit, Jesus is not just a lamp. He is the Lord. Are you here? So one day Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. So the Jesus you and I claim have received is not just a lamp. He is the Lord. He is what? So Jesus is the Lord. The quality of Christianity is fading away gradually because there is no teaching. There is no instruction in this line. Everything is at the other line. So, convenience has become the, the order of the day. We don't know what price to pay as Christians. We don't know what life to live as Christians. We don't know the destiny we carry as Christians. We say it, but we don't believe it because we don't understand. In the times we are entering in, things are going to be tougher in the world. So if you align yourself with worldly principles, you may continue to struggle. But if you begin to identify and position yourself in your spiritual position and operate from where God has placed you by his word, you will see that when men say there is a casting down, you will continue to say that there is a lifting up. And may that be your testimony. This is the foundation or the fundamental knowledge you must have as a Christian. That Jesus, he is Lord. He is the Lord of all lords. He is not just your friend. <laughs> he is not just our savior. He is our boss. The first line of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is not that he is our friend, but he is our Lord who makes himself a friend, a brother. Are you here with me? He makes himself a mediator, but he is first our Lord. He is your boss. He is your master. But you see, Jesus is the epitome of humility. That do 
though he's our master, he calls us his friends. Do you know that there are people in this church who are my friends? And there are people who are my brothers? But the first line of relationship is what? I am their pastor. When you miss out, so if those friends forget about the fact that pastor is my friend, but the first level of connection is that he is my pastor, they enter into familiarity and they miss out on the significance of the relationship. And that is what has happened to many Christians. Jesus is not Lord in our lives. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. It is the fundamental truth of our faith as Christians. If Jesus is not your boss, you are not a Christian. There are criminals who come to church and never change. There are um, womanizers who come to church and they never change. They come and change church girls, sleep with all of them and still worship with the church and never submit to the world. You are not a Christian. You see, Jesus, look, the, the New Testament church, when I listen to the Jew talking, I, I, I see that no, you and I don't actually understand what it means to be a Christian. Now, look at our Muslim brothers. When their relative dies, eh, and you go and talk to them that a witch killed their relative, they will tell you you're a liar. They will tell you, Allah took him. And that is it. No matter what you say, it's Allah time. God took him. If you have a Muslim friend, you will know what I'm talking about. They are so grounded in their faith, eh? That is why when one converts to Christ, it's a powerful movement. It's easy for Christians to become Muslims than Muslims become Christians. Because we have lost. There is too much error and fanatism in the church and it's becoming worse and worse and worse. Jesus is your master. I'll take you deep in 30 minutes and I'll let you go home. I'll continue next week. If you will come, you will hear that. He is our boss. And he will take care of us. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. The Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. This is what we tell you when we want you to give your life to Christ. So the meaning of this sermon is I am trying to explain to us 
what it means when an evangelist, a pastor, an apostle, a prophet stands before you and say, how many people are here who want to give their life to Christ? So you want to give, Jude, come quickly. You want to give this your life. You give it to Christ. That is the meaning. Whatever he decides, because he is your Lord and your master. So whatever he decides to do with your life, you, you have nothing to say than to cooperate with your boss. So the Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Your salvation is not dependent on your sins. Your salvation is dependent on your ability to have faith and believe in the name of Jesus. But after that salvation, remember your body is still accustomed to the world of sin. What will make you a disciple? What will make you a Christian? When you, when you receive salvation, you have not become a Christian. Did you hear that? When you become, when you receive Christ into your life, you are not a Christian. Check the Bible. The only place you saw the Christian word is that the people in Acts chapter 4, they observed the people and they said, no, these people were... Eh, they look like Christ. And that was where the word Christians came from. So a believer's life is not seen at the place of salvation. The believer's life begins to unveil as he continually submits himself to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus. That is it. So if, if you don't get it, you are just a church member or a church goer or somebody who says because you are not a Muslim or you are not a Hindu because you, are, you say you are a Christian. And that is what we have in our time. Christianity is not paperwork. It's a life work. It's not paperwork. It's not just church membership. Church membership does not come before Christianity. Church membership comes after. Am I, am I teaching you today? I know you are going through a lot of financial, what, emotional, but this is what you must know. It will solve all those needs. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what the day the Lord becomes Lord in your life you will lack nothing in your life you will chase after needs and want as long as you don't submit yourself to your Lord oh Jesus may our eyes be opened this morning if you remove the Lordship of Christ from the gospel message eh, 
we don't have any message again. What makes Christianity Christianity is the message of the Lordship of Christ Jesus. The teachings and the ministry of Christ always centered on his Lordship. Whilst he was on earth, most of his teachings, especially in John, he kept talking about his Lordship because in those days, in the Greco-Roman world, in those days, slavery was common. And God always uses what is happening in the system to carry a message to his people. So the people in those days understood what it means to be a slave to someone. So when Jesus came and saved them and brought the message of the gospel, he began to tell them that, you see, I am now your master. That is why Dr. Tabel was saying that though you are serving in this church, you must know that you are serving who? Christ. So you can be in Carrie's temple. I am your pastor. You are serving under my leadership, but in actual fact, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus continually emphasized that I am your Lord. I am your Lord. I am your Lord. That is why it is ridiculous for you to hear a man of God say, Madeo. It's not possible. Do you, do you understand me? It is very ridiculous. Jesus is the Lord of your life. Jesus proclaimed his lordship not only to his disciples. He proclaimed it to everyone. To disciples, to the Pharisees, to whoever. Every time he was teaching, he would tell them, I am your Lord. I am your Lord. I am, and you see it in all his ministry. They tried to corner him in this way. He will swerve them. They will ask him this question. He will show them that the questions they are asking and the answers they think they know, he has brought the real version of the. And they had the answers according to the law of Moses. But Jesus was the real answer. So when they ask him a question, he gives them the real answer. Your life as a Christian is incomplete without your understanding of the lordship of Jesus over your life. As I'm teaching you today, I want you to honestly dichotomize your life with the life of Christ. Put them side by side and begin to examine yourself. Are you driving your own self? Or Jesus is the one driving you? Are you making decisions on your own basis? Or you are making decisions based on the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you going the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ? Or you are doing your own thing and covering it up as a Christian? Sometimes I tell people, the calamities we see in church, not everything we know about it. We blame the devil many times. But the devil can be too innocent. He's too innocent. If the lion is in his den and you go into the lion, the lion's den, he will chew you. He didn't come to pursue you. 
because he, he saw a covering over you. But when you enter into the lion's den by yourself, he will cheat you. Some entered and they were delivered because they didn't go there by choice. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, sorry. Out of his love for Jesus and God, they threw him into the lion's den. Nothing happened. Oh, Jesus. But the people who drew him, later they drew them in and the lions chewed them. Later they fell in, the lions chewed them. But for Daniel, because it's not about falling in the lions then. It's about who is your Lord. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Some of you will leave this place and you permanently become Christians from today. And understanding. There are husbands who don't know why they have wives. There are wives who don't know why they have husbands. There are people, couples who don't know why they are married. And there are many Christians in our time where you see how they argue on issues. You see how they view things. You can see that this person is not a Christian. Jesus demands an unconditional surrender. He demands it. He, if you say he's your Lord, Jack, that is the meaning. Jesus didn't just come to smile at you. <laughs> he demands, not he wishes, he demands it. A total surrender. Look at Russia and, and Ukraine. They are soldiers now who are in battle. Five days ago, they didn't ever think that they would receive an instruction to be in the battlefield. Why did they go into the battlefield? Because they take, they, they, they have, a soldier has surrounded his will to the sovereignty of a nation. So a soldier does not entangle himself with civilian affairs. You are a slave owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Get that understanding today. And then you understand why the early church, they lived the way they lived. When you are reading the book of Acts, it looks like it's a different church from what we see now. Where in the early church, eh, a man slept with a father's girlfriend and they punished him. He was under discipline. He didn't leave the church. He would sit at the back many days. And when he had repented, Paul said, it's okay. Munjano, release him. Let him come and continue to work for God. In this era, we don't understand Christianity. We have become too comfortable. Petrol price goes up. People won't come to church. COVID is over. Still, we are in the grips of COVID effects. If these are our persecutions and we are failing, what will we have done? If they put you in lion's den, they say, deny Christ or they cut you into two. Lucy, none of us here would have passed. None of us here would have passed. Because we love ourselves more than we love the Lord. Look, Jesus even said that 
you should love me more than yourself. Love me more than your family. Love me more than your mother. Love me more than your father. Love me more than your wife. That is the cost of Christianity, church. If this is how we are going to live Christianity, I don't know how our children will live and our children's children because there is no legacy we are building apart from gathering money and building houses and buying lands. The legacy of Christianity gradually keeps fading, keeps fading because we have lost our understanding of who a Christian is. You can't be a Christian and be you are a play girl in a disco or you sing romantic song in a nightclub or you serve at the bar you can't or you run a motel where prostitutes run their business if Christ is in your heart and you are a servant not even the servant, I'm going to teach about that you are not even a servant of Christ you are a slave of Christ they are different you can't I told you the place will be very quiet because I came to make your vision clear as a Christian and when you see it from that filter if you are a lady here and you are considering being a second wife to an allergy somewhere, you are not a Christian. You, the understanding of being a child of God is far away from you. A lot of pastors don't want to preach this because when you preach, you won't get offering. And I know you won't give me offering today. I don't really mind because you didn't call me. I struggle to land on this message. If I don't preach, I'll be sick. Are you here with me? But this is what we must be hearing always as Christians. Because as the days are becoming more evil, more evil, that is when we need to stand and manifest as believers. But what do we see now? The pressure in the world has entered the church. Innocent church girls are becoming like the world people. As they do, they do they want to do. Guys in the church, you hardly see the difference between a Christian brother and a worldly brother. They are the same. The Christian brother is someone who goes to church. The Christian sister is the one that goes to church. But that is not the definition. Christ owns us. And there will be prices we will have to pay. A mother is a mother. There is price you have to pay. A father is a father. There is a price you have to pay. Look, Christ is never late in our lives. He's never late. He will never be late in your life. It's so pathetic how believers are living like they are not, they don't have an owner. 
they don't have a master. You have a master as a believer. And that master is the Lord and master Jesus Christ. There must be a difference. And not just a holier than thou attitude. I'm not talking about that. I'm not, if I say you should be holier, it is mimicking. You just mimic it. If I say, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going deep into your life. I'm driving the nail deep into your thoughts and into your heart. That Christianity is not just working for God. It's beyond that. Right now we have churches that employ on, 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 unbelievers because of their technical know-how. And they just use your technical know-how and then you go. If, as we are building, eh, when we want to do the electricals and those, do you think all those who come and work are Christians? No, 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 no. I know churches that they pay band. They band, they set now. They don't, they are not Christians. They just come and play. Because if, if you know how to play this organ, this guy, if I say you should start playing any tune of Stone Boy, he will play right now. Because it is keys and they don't change. They don't change. All of them sitting here, they can play all kinds of songs. You see them innocent like they can. When you, you try them. If I sing right now, you see, and I, I give them the permission, you'll be shocked. They will take us to hell and bring us back. Yeah. Jesus didn't call us to entertain us. He didn't call us to make us happy. He called us for a purpose. For a purpose. And you will never discover that purpose if you don't develop the relationship that was initiated at the point of salvation. How well do you know your master? Every day from 2022, from day one, when I wake up, I see a different worldview. As I grow, eh, I have less value for material things. I have less. And the oh, things that are happening is like, if the The more you love Jesus, the more mundane things become foolish in your sight. Christ will take you so deep that any price you have to pay for a mundane things, you'll be ready to suffer, to skip it, and wait for Christ to give you the best. The more you fall in love with Christ, and that is what Christ is not just your lover, he's your master and Lord. I pray that those of us with children, we will start teaching them early, teaching them very early. And we ourselves will return to the place where we have totally surrendered to the Lord. Oh Jesus. He didn't call us 
entertain us. But he called us so that we will yield ourselves to him. And for him to use us anyways that he chooses. I was listening to Mr. Bamford's message. So powerful. Each word remained in my head. Myself and my wife, we couldn't go off it. We were listening to it verbatim. There are some earthly blessings you will never get. Some will never marry. Not by choice, but by purpose. Some will never have children. No matter. We, we will keep praying. But it may never come. Some may never travel. And I was telling you that I want to put something on the web page and prophesy that anybody trusting God for academic doors, I see doors open to Ukraine. And see whether somebody will say amen. for five weeks it will be there blank the Greek word for Lord is curious you see I've just finished one side of one leaf so I may not go into even half the Greek word for curious I'm using Greek because the Greek is the language they use to write the New Testament. So you won't think that is an Old Testament thing I'm talking about. Curious. K-U-R-I-O-U-S or R-I-O-S is the Greek word for Lord. Follow the teaching. It speaks of someone who has power. Ownership. And an unquestionable right to someone. Someone who has what? Power. Ownership. And an unquestionable right to you. So the day, my brother, you said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior, you were subscribing to a life where you will perpetually be a slave to someone, the Lord Jesus, who will have power, ownership, and an unquestionable right to your life. That is what it means to have Jesus as your Lord. Oh Jesus. Another Greek word. Translated Lord in the New Testament is despotis. D-E-S-P-O T-E-S I hope our social media people are, are okay. Despot is D-E-S-P-O-T-E-S. It speaks of a ruler with absolute power over his subjects. So when you are reading the Bible in any version and you meet the word master, that is it. It is translated a ruler 
over his subjects. So your Lord and master, that means Jesus becomes my ruler. Church, are you here? I'm saving you from confusion. I'm saving you from something. So the Lord is someone who has power, who has ownership and an unquestionable right to your life. And then the master, which is the despot is, is that one that is a ruler over you. So Jesus is your master. So when I say Jesus is your boss, you now agree with me. He's your ruler. He rules over you. He has ownership over you. I determine when I wear this dress. I chose to wear it today because it's anniversary. It was shown about four years ago. I have not alterated it. I didn't say you did yours. But I choose when I wear. And it cannot question why are you wearing me only on anniversary day? Because I own you. I determine when I wear. Jesus owns you. He determines what comes out of your life. He must determine your decisions. He must determine what we do. Yes. Be a Christian for once in 2022. It will be for your own benefit. When you fake Christianity, you will marry a fake Christian. When you continue to fake Christianity, you see, so that thing affects everything. Affects the type of marriages we are having, affect the kind of youth we are having, affect the kind of church we are having, affect the type of Christian, everything because we have lost the meaning of who Jesus is in our lives. Oh Jesus. Both words are used in reference to Christ. So you see, when you hear a message of grace that is drifting from the Lordship of Christ, it's fake. You can quote me anywhere, I'm fine. Any message of grace that comfortably moves you away from surrendering your will, your decision, your life to the Lordship of Christ, it is a fake message on grace. Jesus, what a presence. This is me. Very comfortable. Christ is our boss. It will affect you as a husband. It will affect you as a wife. It will affect you as a friend to someone. You will, you, you will stop gossiping about the friend. You will stop destroying your friend. If Jesus is truly, if you have totally submitted and surrounded to the lordship of Christ, if as a mother-in-law, you will treat your daughter-in-law well. Many Christians are spoiling the name of Christ. 
we are spoiling the name of the church because the understanding of being a Christian is far away we must yield our lives to him and him alone and yield our lives young people the most energetic the most potentially endowed the people that God needs and the devil needs May, may we not see abominations in our generation. May Christians become Christians. May we stop breaking the heart of the Father. May Christ May Christ continue to lead us. May Christ shine through our lives. That people will see Christ through us. Else we will continue to fake it. And we'll be having wrong marriages. Because two fake Christians marry. And they will have a fake marriage. surrender you are anxious for many things because you have not surrendered to him maybe next week I'll go deep I'll try and finish the sermon it may take three Sundays I don't mind may we surrender to him you see Jesus in Gethsemane praying Asking the Lord to let the cup pass over him. He prayed it three times. He said, God did not mind. On the third one, he said, Lord, not my will. We want to see the glory. We want to see the increase. We want to see the prosperity. We have to yield ourselves to him. It will come with a price. It will mean that you will have no money for your perfumes again. It will mean that that boy, that girl you are dating, you may have to break up. And maybe you will not marry again. But it's because of his will. It may mean that certain decisions you've taken, you have to change it and do other things that will bring him glory. If there is no price to pay, then Christianity is not worth living. Everything that is worth pursuing will demand a price to be paid. I didn't come to make you happy today. That's why you've not heard me say, I thought you were going to clap. I don't need that. I came to wake people up properly. You can be coming to church eh, and lose Christ. Yeah, you come. You, you, some people came to church and lost their faith. One time in class, one of the professors said, if you are not born again, don't come to Bible school. Yes. 
and I believe it. Some of you, when you go to Bible school, you become atheist. You won't believe God again. Your picture must be a picture of Christ. How beautiful would the church be? It's a, it's a progressive thing. So when you enter into a church, you are supposed to become brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. Not darker and darker and darker into an evil day. That is the purpose of the church. Every So this morning when I came, I realized people were talking in the building. Chatting, talking. I, I rebuke over four people. Irrespective of who you are. Because some came to church and they are, they've started praying to God even before we start opening prayer. So if you come to church, we forget ourselves. We think that when we come there, it's a social gathering. No. There is something about church that is not in your home. People come and they are praying even before service. When I used to be a church member at Carvita, I used to go to church very early and I'll be praying even before pastor will come. God did not call us to entertain us. I'm praying that, you see, when I come for your wedding ceremony, I must see that this is a Christian's wedding reception or your naming ceremony. If you can't pay that price, then you don't love Christ enough. You don't love him enough. I open your fridge and there are gems in your fridge. You see, what is inside will reflect to the outside. So it's not just about the person seeing gin in your fridge. No. Anybody consecrated to the Lord in deep fellowship with the Lord. God is calling us into fellowship. It's only that point that we can take after his nature. God is not impressed with our phones and dresses and cars. You think God is impressed with when you get more money, he's impressed. Mm. Doesn't mean shake it to him. No. Any form of increase that is not connected to Christ means nothing to Christ, to God. This kind of increase, the Peter kind of increase, doubtlessly, at that place, anybody that was there and saw this increase will follow the Lord. Because these are people who have labored all night and they caught nothing. And Jesus came, said, give me one of your boats as a pulpit. I'm going to preach. He didn't even tell them that give me your boat. When I finish preach, I'll give you fish. He just said, give me your boat. Let me preach. Today's Christian, they will ask, and what will happen? The Bible said, Peter gave him his boat. There were other boats. Peter said, use mine. After he finished, he said, launch out into the deep. That harvest 
will settle something in people's heart. Any increase, anything that you receive that is not connected to Christ does, does not gladden the heart of God. Oh, Jesus. Amen. John chapter 13, verse 13. We see the word Lord is curious there. And Jude 4, we see the word despot is there, which is master. Because of time, when you go read. John 13, 13, Jude 4. They describe a master who had absolute dominion over someone who he literally owns. John, God, Jesus owns you. That is why whatever his word says must be of value to us. Lord, call us to that place again. Refine us again. Give us a clearer understanding. His subjects are duty bound to obey him. And it's not like they choose to do it. A master and slave relationship. The slave has no choice. You see, that word slave has been banished in the world. Because when it is mentioned, it strikes certain dangerous memories. So somewhere, somehow, it has been striked out in the world. So they use the word. When you are reading the Bible, you see servants. The word there is slave. In those days, the masters had no relationship with the slaves. But Jesus came to refine that and took it to a higher level. Have you seen drivers of buses who have become friends of the bus? Yes. You are not just a slave. You are a son. Jesus. I can boldly say that 90% of wrong pairing of Christians into marriage is because the Christians themselves they departed from the principles of Christ to make their choices. Oh yes. You can go and interview all those who have divorced and they will tell you. That is why the message of you being real. What is the use of you being in church? As a lady. And you are just sleeping around from January to December. They are traditionalist Christ, um, ladies. Who are virgins. Not because they have submitted to Christ. Their own is morality. Ours is higher. 
church. I came to shake your nest because you are becoming, some of you are becoming too sinful. You are eroding all our efforts in your life. And there must be a voice to call you to that place that you were a Christian. How can two Christian sisters fight over a boy? You are not a Christian. You are fighting. You don't see eye to eye. a slave to the Lord must fully surrender. Pastor, you are hitting us hard. Is it my voice has changed? It's a heavy message. That the price, look, as I talk, I just remembered Michael, that young man who died some years ago. He used to walk from Teshi to come and serve every day. We are fasting 30 days. He will walk and come. One day he loved the church so much that he was scared that they would come and rob our things. He said, Pastor, I want to be the security man. At that point, I put my hand on my head. He said, no, no, no. It's too much. And do you remember? I begged him that no, it's too much. It's okay. A degree holder. A degree holder. The son of a Methodist superintendent. When you understand your place in Christ, you live under a compelling love for him. How many of us here have come under that frequency because we have become lovers of ourselves sometimes guys it's because of a boy be that you came to this church or because of some girl be that you are in this church you can deceive everybody but you cannot deceive the Lord Jesus Christ because a day will come we our works will be passed through the look that you I don't care me, that's how I preach. You can go and go to me anywhere. This, this, this. I, I'm not going to change today. Because at the end of the day, the truth will always stand. Our works will pass through the fire. It's not the glamour. It's the amount of Christ in the life we lived. A Christian is a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have no right. You heard what Paul said. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That is the language. Some of you young people, you don't sleep home. Undefiant. 
You are causing pain to the family. You think you are doing someone. No. Christ came to give you a better life. You may suffer today with him. But he's refining you to be a high-priced commodity. I heard Mr. Bamford just saying that the kind of youth we are having and we are complaining is because of we should go to the source. And this is the source. Every pastor is afraid to preach this because if you preach it for six months, your church will be empty. And they'll go to a place where they are jamming. Oh, yo, yeah, oh, yo, yo. Oh, yo, yo, oh, yo. But it's better to preach a sermon and see people change. I was telling my wife that one of the things that makes me happy is when I sit home, not the seed you bring to me. Mm. I hardly chop those seeds because it end up in the church. But when I see lives, I knew 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 8 years ago, 2 years ago, like progressively, not just getting money, but being refined for the use of the master. That is what excites me. May you be a Christian for once in 2022. Whoever and wherever there was a curious, the Lord and the despotist, there was something they called the doulos, the slave. Oh, Jesus. Jesus is our Lord and master. I didn't get anywhere. Luke chapter 6 verse 46. Give me a softer version. If you call him Lord or Hene, you have no choice. This is the worst. Are you reading your Bible? Is it in red capitals? Is it in red writers? Yes or no? Yeah. Those are, it's not the words of a theologian. It's the words of the Lord Jesus himself. So any message of grace that shifts from the word of Christ, whoever preaches it, it's a fake message of grace. He said, so why do you keep calling me Lord? Lord, when you don't do what I say. Remember, it's not just calling him Lord, Lord, that you, you'll be, he, he will save you on the last day. Matthew 7, 21 going. He said, and they will say, Lord, 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 I don't know you. Our Christianity is meaningless when we take out the Lordship of Christ from our lives. I end by saying, 
a true Christian is a slave of Christ. A true Christian. A true Christian is a slave. That's why I see that the more you pastor for a long time, the more you understand why pastors behave the way they behave. know that one of the churches that make marriage very easy is International Central Gospel Church. It is very easy. Some places. Because they know what they've seen. The Catholic Church is almost 2,000 years. 1,500 to 2,000 years. They know what they've seen over the period. The Methodists have 170 years. Even there are some that eh, they will have to go and interview your parents. Yeah, they will interview your parents and they will ask them, have you seen your in-laws? Are you okay? Do you like them? Do you know their family well? And they will go to the other family. They will go and your house and all this they don't do it in six weeks so space of time why do we call him Lord grace is not to give us a reckless and careless life it came to empower us to appreciate our salvation and grow to become like the Lord Jesus Christ as an instrumentalist your greatest dream must not be because you play well, but it's because you are obeying and submitting and surrendering to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you, I don't need to tell you, you can't play this, you can't go here. When you hear somebody, you hear, hey, you can't do, you can't, that means that, well, I know you have not submitted, because anybody that has submitted to the Lordship of Christ, will not need rules and regulations. He knows what to do. I want you to close your eyes. You have been bought with a price and that price is the blood of Jesus. I want you to rededicate your life to him today. Some of you will have to just kneel down and pray and thank him for this message. Lord, we didn't understand it like this. But now, we understand. Help us. Call out for the help of God. the song I was singing.
Help us to yield our lives, Lord, in the closet and in the public. Peter, the devil has sought to sift you like wheat, but I pray for you. Pray from your heart. Say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender. Yeah. 
and the prayers of my brothers and sisters. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Please take your seat. Give the Lord a clap. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.